0: All right, we're good. Uh, okay, thank you so much, Mr. Chris. So we're talking about the renewed mind, right? Um, man, t- this thing right here can be really dangerous at times. I mean, this 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 thing right here can be uh, a piece of work, right? Uh, and No matter how much things look like they're going in one direction, when you're left by yourself with your thoughts, it can be a lot of work going up there. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. How many people need some parts of their minds renewed? Come on, I, I, even me. I, I need... A lot of part of my mind are renewed, not just some. I, I need a lot of pieces of this brain needs to be in order. And it's a constant thing that we're putting into work. I, you understand what I'm telling you? And so, um, you know, you got to be able to know who you are in God and what God is telling you to do. Uh, remember when we first started Ruach City Church and, you know, moved here, my family and I, you know the story from New York. And I remember I was talking to Bishop Francis on the phone when after the first year. And I'm like, you know, Bishop, this has been a challenge. He says, Well, anytime a tree, the taller the tree, the deeper the roots. The taller the tree, the deeper the roots. And that thing just stayed with me. He said the taller the tree, the deeper the roots. And what? That was a paradigm shift from my thinking that allowed me to get through some really challenging days. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So three people can view the same situation but have a different interpretation, right? And a renewed mind just helps you interpret it correctly. That makes sense to anybody, right? So the enemy wants you to interpret it one way. So just my bishop telling me that one thing we were on the phone. I hung up, man. I had juice for like another year. You know, you have to tell me again next year. But I had a juice for that. <laughs> that year, I had I was juiced up, Dana, for that year. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Whatever it takes. He had, he had, to, he had to have the conversation a couple times. But again, it's the perspective. Somebody say perspective. perspective. It's the perspective. Let's let's look at this for a little bit, and let's let's take a deep dive. This is going to get good. Uh, I love this. Uh, Quote by C.S. Lewis, if anyone is into deep theology of the Bible, C.S. Lewis is a great, uh, have you ever seen the Chronicles of Nardia, you ever seen that? That was actually based upon a book that C.S. Lewis had written, um, they made it into a movie, and C.S. Lewis is a phenomenal uh, theologian that has gone on to be with the Lord, but um, uh, he, he was phenomenal back in his day, and he said this, he said, God doesn't want something from you, he simply wants you. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. I mean, that, that's a powerful statement. So God's not trying to get something from you. He just wants you. And many times we think, again, here we throw about a paradigm shift in the mind. We think, hey, you know, what does God want from me? He doesn't want something. He wants you. Just you. I mean, what, what, what an awesome thing that all this he is doing because he just wants you and isn't it great that here's a God that does not want anything? I mean, think about it. What could you possibly offer Him other than you? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you, He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your degrees. He doesn't want your house. Right? He just the the, the greatest prize that you have is simply you. But what a task offering Him you. Let's be honest, right? The one thing that we really have to give. What a task offering simply. Him, because we always get in the way of offering ourselves to Him. So I want you to remember that this week as things come up, that God, God's not after your stuff, and when we take offering today, think about that too, okay? <laughs> he, he just simply wants you, right? God just wants you. God, God just wants your heart. He wants you. You are so valuable to Him that He sent His only Son to die on the cross for your sins because He wants you. That's an awesome thing. And after he got you, he said, listen, I I just don't want you. I'll take you as you are, but then I'm going to put you back together. Man, I'm going to put you back together. Man, how many of us, when Jesus found us, we were broken. We were messed up, right? And we still have those moments, right, where we get messed up and broken. But the good thing is that he's an expert at putting broken things back together. He's an expert at putting broken things back together. He knows how to pull all the pieces together and put us back into the image that he shaped and formed us in. I love the scripture here. This is going to, we're going to use this as a text scripture. I'm not going to be long today. Romans chapter 12, verse number two, and the NIV says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing, come on, of your mind. So he says, hey, the world has its own pattern. Another word for pattern is behaviors. Right? Own ways of doing things. He says, don't conform to that no more. He says, but be transformed. Now, watch this. It'd be different if he says, be transformed, period. That's not what he says. He says, I'm not only going to tell you to be transformed, I'm going to tell you how to be transformed. Man, this is some good stuff. He said, I'm not going to, if I just put a period down, I'm going to be like, okay, great. No longer do what I did in the world. Okay, be transformed. I'm going to do this, God. He said, I don't even want to leave it up to you on how to get it done. I'm going to tell you the how. I thought you'd be a little more excited about that. Okay, how? Uh, He (laughs) says, uh, but be transformed, here it is, by, oh, here it comes, how we do it, the renewing of your mind. He said transformation comes by renewing your mind. So when you got saved, here's the big point, when you got saved, your spirit got born again, but that old mind was still in the same spot. Oh, come on, come on. That mind was there. You ever, yeah? You, know, I mean, <laughs> you ever saw somebody when you that, that that you didn't have a good experience with, and that mind starts going back to that thought? Y'all deep today, okay? Ah, uh, yeah. You, know, you ever been in a supermarket and that song? Come on, and you like uh, yeah you, know, you start doing your little. Come on, you know. I I, I I am the living, but I remember that song. That song. Come on, don't don't get deep on me today. Come on. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, well, that that mind. Come on. Will, 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 will mess with you, right? Because your spirit got saved but your mind wasn't renewed. So we got a lot of people in the church who are great, they're awesome, but they got mind issues. I'm not talking about (laughs) mind issues. crazy. Well, we have some of those too, but I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about mind issues as far as not being renewed. Your mind has to be renewed. He says, hey, you want to be transformed, transformation comes due to renewing of your mind. It's a big deal. He says, then, here's why this is important, then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is. Here are three things that God's will is. Write this down if you're taking notes, take a picture. God's will are three things. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Who wouldn't want to be in the will of God? I mean, come on. The will of God is three things. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. It's a good thing. It's pleasing, and it's perfect. That's what the God's will is. So the enemy wants to do everything he can to keep you out of the will of God. The same scripture, watches it in different versions, says this, a little bit clearer. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's simple, by changing the way you think, right? So we have an issue with how we think. The word is there to transform how you think. Why? Because if you, if you can think the way that God tells you to think, you'll see things different, and then your behavior change. But you can't change your behavior with, without changing your thought process. Good. Are you understand what I'm telling you here, somebody? Right, right? So, so that's part of the issue what we see in society today. We're trying, we want people to stop doing things, but you can't, people can't stop if they're faking the same. Right? It can't happen. There has to be a mind shift before there can be a behavior change. And here it is. God gives us the answer. He says, hey, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So if the enemy is messing with me with something, I know that it's, I have a thinking issue. I have to view it differently. Otherwise, the enemy will use that thing to take you out. Have you ever been up at, late at night worried? Come on, y'all. Come on. Stressed out. And if somebody else will come to you and say, don't let that stress you. You're like, really? <laughs> it's not just that ease. Don't like, Don't let it stress. Don't let that stress you. Right? You need those people in your life who can take what the enemy's making like this to you and put it back where it needs to be. Oh, uh, come on. Come on. Right? You need those people around you. You don't need somebody that's going to go ahead and confirm your... <laughs> your <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, that is crazy. Here you are. You're about to jump off the roof because yeah, that and the enemy he'll send all this confidence. That's nuts. How, how do you take all that? How do you, do? you need somebody to says, don't worry about it, God's gonna, God gonna take care of it. Right? That, that's a small thing for him. That's a small thing. You need those kind of people around you. Yeah. So look at this. Real quickly, I want to do this. Five things that God says about your mind. You ready for this? It's gonna help you today. Five things God says about my mind. Put your hand in that big nugget of yours, five things that God says about my mind. When you leave out of here today, you're going to have tools that are going to help you transform that mind. Renewed mind. How many people want a renewed mind? Amen. You want a renewed mind. All right. Number one, don't believe everything you think. Oh, that's a good one. Don't believe, Charmaine, right? Everything we think, right? Because just because you think it don't mean it's right. <laughs> right? How many plants of seeds did the enemy plant in your head to think something? How many times do you think I'm worthless? I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Don't believe what you think. That's why he says, hey, I don't even want you until you're mature enough to think on your own. I want you to just let me think for you. Read the Bible. Let me tell you who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. I'm got you let me tell you who you are. Oh, come on, somebody. No, you, you, don't, don't let people tell you who you are. Don't even let yourself, because guess what? Because your definition of who you are has been put together by other broken people. So broken people can only break other people. Yeah. But if you let the word, man, I wish I had If you let the word, to me, I'm trying to behave myself. You hear it? I'm trying, I'm trying to behave myself. If, if, if you let the word define you, if you let the word tell you, if you let the word tell you who you are, that you are blessed, you are not cursed. Come on, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are rich and not poor. That you are healed and not sick. He goes before you, makes every crooked road straight. He's given you power to get wealth. That your kids are not cursed. The fruit of your body is blessed. What does the word say about you? Sometimes I got to tell my own self, be quiet. Let me see what the word is saying about me. Shut your own mind down. Don't believe everything you think. He says, says, The heart is deceitfully above all things. It is exceedingly perverse and corrupt and severely mortally sick. (laughs) Who can know it? Perceive, understand, be acquainted with his own heart and mind. Can never say what you won't do. I can only say as long as I'm in Christ, I'm safe. As long as I'm in Christ, I'm safe. People that are out there doing... All kind of crazy thing. My wife and I was talking about something. We heard in the news. I said, I don't think those people set out to do those things. I don't think they woke up that morning and said, I'm going to do this. I said, but the enemy has found some opening in their thought process and used their minds in order to carry out his will. Don't let the enemy use your mind to carry out his will. Come on, come on. You got to stop it. Where the mo- you don't, don't let that seed that he plants, find a place to grow in your heart. Don't let that seed, the minute that seed is planted, you got to uproot it, try uproot it, move it away, right? Don't let it find soil in your heart. Number two, guard your mind against garbage. Man, this is good stuff. You're going to leave out it good. Number one, don't believe everything you think, right? Let the word do the thinking for you. Stay in that word right he tells you who you are and what you should say. number two, guard your mind against garbage because out there there's so much garbage out there. come on there's so much junk out there there's so much stuff out there you the minute you turn that TV I can't even watch TV anymore hardly regular old cable it doesn't make a difference. all garbage, right all has even cartoons. I mean I, I was telling Pastor Rick I was I, I was you know no, no one was sitting on the couch. He's watching something, and I'm just walking by, and the, the two male characters on the, on, on the cartoon are getting married. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. This is like TV 7. And I'm like, I got to watch TV 7 now. I'm like, now I have to go through a whole list of cartoons that they, you can't watch any of these things, right? Yeah, even cartoons, you think you can plop your kid in front of it and let them and You can't even do that anymore. Why? There's so much garbage out there. Why? Because the enemy is after your mind. If he can control your mind, he can control your behaviors. If he can control your behaviors, he can do his agenda. Look at the scripture says here. He says uh, in Proverbs 15 and 14, a wise person is hungry for knowledge while the fool feeds on trash. Man, this is good stuff. The fool feeds on trash. Let me see what's going on. Let me see this gossip. Let me. <laughs> and your Holy Ghost should convict you. I got convicted a couple of weeks ago. Somebody was like, you got to watch this thing on Facebook. I watched it. The guy was just talking gossip. I said, oh, my Holy Ghost was like, nah, I, shouldn't be, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> but I want to see what happens. But I know. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> but I know that person. I want to see what I happens. You know, come on. I'm not the only one that goes to that battle. Come on. You, 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 you're fighting, right? Because you're like, I shouldn't be watching this, but oh, man, I really want to know. <laughs> and that information's not going to make you any better. Right? right? you got to go. This is a fool. Feeds on trash. I don't want to be a fool. I want to be a wise person. The scripture says in Psalms 103 and 3, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. Live by this one. There goes goes Netflix. Uh, I will not. (laughs) I mean, I love Netflix. I'm just saying. Like, you know, this thing. I I mean, when when God gave me this scripture, I was like, man, that's a rough one, even for me. Right? And I'm careful what I watch and look at. But there's some things that just have no value. And he says, hey, I will not. you got to make a commitment. David said, I will not set my eyes anything that is worthless. Now, think about that. You're going to have a boring day today at the church. <laughs> I mean, like, there's nothing that you can do. <laughs> You're going to be like, what am I going to do for the rest of the day but look at the wall at my house? I'm not, I mean, literally, you think about how much, <laughs> how much worthless time we spend doing things that just have no value. Right, It's like when you just eat a donut, nothing with, nu- we have donuts out there, I know, but nothing <laughs> with <laughs> nutritional value, right? You eat all this junk and candy has no nutritional value at all, right? And how many times do we take that stuff into our spirit? Things that are worthless. This week, I want you to write a list. You may have to go buy you a notebook of everything that is worthless in your life. Not the people, i not talking about people, i about things, <laughs> right? What things in your life do you say, you know what, well, I can really cut this out. I mean, I can cut this out. I can stop doing this. I can stop wasting time doing that. What things in your life are worthless? Because what's worthless to you may be valuable to the enemy. Uh, man, I'm preaching better than y'all say I'm almost done. What's <laughs> worthless to you is valuable to the enemy. So God says, hey, is that going to feed your spirit, man, make you strong? If it's not, you should cut it out. Right? uh. Calm down on that binging. Uh, you should be careful when you do this. Uh, I don't know for someone, so y'all talk every day, but uh, it's not a healthy conversation. You gotta don't set before you anything that's worth. And I, I think it's I think it's unique that he says before your eyes. Like David knew TV was coming, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like David, man. How, how'd you know? <laughs> it's like did you know TV was on the on the verge of coming? Don't set before your eyes. Oh wow, David, you're prophetic, right? All right. Uh, number three. I, I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, never stop learning. Right? We're talking about things that uh, you should consider for your mind. Never stop learning. Learning is a process, right? It never stops. Look at the scripture here in Proverbs 18 and 15. Are you getting something today? Yeah. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for what? For knowledge. Right? I always like to ask people, ask somebody every day, I What book are you reading? They say, Oh, I'm not nothing right now. I'm like, well, That taught me a lot. Right, because intelligent intelligent people are always ready to learn. I can always tell you three to four books that I am currently reading at all times, all times. And when I finish that, I add another one to the to the, to the thing. Right, because intelligent people always want to learn, and their ears are always open for knowledge. The Bible says in uh, 2 Timothy two and fifteen, study to show thyself approved unto God, right? A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hey. Spend time into that word. Get your study Bible, right? I love the app, but get a Bible, right? You need a good study Bible that you can get your highlighters. I'm going to teach y'all how to study the Bible. Who wants to know how to study? I'm going to teach y'all how to study the Bible, right? How to really take that. I mean, I used when I first got saved, man. How many people when you first remember when you first got saved, right? It was just like, my, I had a Thompson Chain Bible. If you don't have a good Bible, that's a good place to start. It's called a Thompson Chain Bible. Go get it on Amazon, Right? Thompson Chain Bible, Good Study Bible, I, to me, I had highlighters, my green highlighters for healing scriptures, my my yellow highlighters for faith scriptures, and I had everything done, man, and hours would go by before I really realized how much time I had spent. Hours, why? Because I realized that when you dive into God, he's unending. He's unending. It only stops when you stop, (laughs) right? It's unending, so spend time in the Word of God. Number four, renew your mind daily with God's Word. Renew your mind daily with God's word. Yesterday's nutrients were for yesterday. Today's nutrients are for today, right? You take vitamins every day. You eat every day, multiple times a day, right? So we're talking about the same thing. When we talk about spiritually, oh, I went to church last night and I'm good for next week. No, you're not, right? Today's nutrients are good for today, but tomorrow you just to spend time in the word of God. Amen. Read a verse a day like a vitamin. Can you do that? A verse a day, like a vitamin. If you want to be, be cheesy get the shortest verse, so be it. But get a verse a day in your belly. Can you do that this week? Can we do that? Can you commit to trying, at least trying to do one verse a day? Yeah. One verse, just one verse. Do eating, meeting, mindy, more. Just drop the Bible. <laughs> just take your Bible, drop it, God, whatever you say. Just like where, wherever you want. God's going to let it land and just read that one verse and move out today. But get into the habit. What I'm trying to help you do is develop good spiritual habits that every day that you are reading at least one verse. Come on. Yeah, and think about it. Of course. That's the next step, Dana. Come on, and Help me preach. So uh, uh, next time, next step is that you're going to take that word. You're going to meditate on it. Digest it. What is God saying about this? Watch. But now, we don't have nothing from to work with. So we keep thinking about the show we saw last week of Basketball Wives. Like, I wonder <laughs> y'all, right, y'all y'all being deep today, but I'll tell you. Look at this. Look at this. All you, all you holy people don't know about that show. Look at this. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 through 8. It says, that is because the mind of the flesh, here it is, with its carnal thoughts and purposes, Whew, look at this, It's hostile to God. Man, that's amazing. He says the carnal mind is hostile towards God. It does not want to deal with God. It doesn't like God. It doesn't want to be bothered with God. The, high, the carnal mind does not like God. Think about that. When you get ready to read the Bible, that's the best sleep in the world. She said, oh, yeah, that was a loud oh, yes. I mean, think about it. You say, tonight I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to do it. And it's like, I am so sleepy. I was awake all day. Come on, am I the only one? You get ready to pray. What happened? when you get ready to pray? You get tired when you get ready to pray. Why? Because what? (laughs) The carnal mind is hostile to God. It doesn't like God. It doesn't want to talk about God. It doesn't want to hear. For it does not submit itself to God's law Indeed, It can't. I mean, that's a powerful scripture. Why? Because your flesh is in the driver's seat. So watch this. And I want to show this to you real quickly. Uh, 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 you, you, you are, Pastor Rick, can I get that? Give me one more chair. You have a body. You are soul. This is on a whim. I'm just, the Holy Ghost is giving you a let's Let's work with me, all right? <laughs> and you are spirit, right? Now, how long your flesh been driving that bus? <laughs> I mean, your flesh has been in control. Come on, talk talk to me, somebody. Your flesh will tell your soul and your spirit, shut up, I'm driving this bus. (laughs) Come on, your flesh will watch anything. Your flesh will eat anything. Your flesh will talk to anybody. And your spirit man all the way back there, (laughs) come on, your spirit man all the way back there, no juice. He got a yell from the back of the bus, I need help. Right? When you wasn't saved, your flesh was in the driver's seat. But now, watch this. Now you got saved. And you got loud Pastor Andre yelling in your ear scriptures. Right? And now your spirit man is saying, huh, I can take that chair. And the flesh is just sitting there driving this bus, telling you where to go, and your emotions, which is your soul, is all messed up. Come on. Your soul, your soul, which is the seat of your emotions, your mind, everything, is all messed up because you done that flesh and took that bus all through everything. <laughs> all situations, relationships, all messed up, and your mind and your soul's messed up, and your spirit man sitting back here. But watch this, the more your spirit man starts hearing this word, the stronger it gets. Gosh. And watch this. It goes and it starts talking to your, your soul. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so, mine, we're going to get this flesh from that front seat and stop driving this bus. We can do this. Uh, here comes your mind say, I don't know. You know, my mom always told me. <laughs> you know, I was, in, I was in a bad situation. and It, it, it doesn't know. But your spirit, man, watch, because this word does not feed your flesh. This word feeds your spirits. Oh, yeah. Come on, come on, somebody. Your flesh is upset you in church right now. Why? Because it's an enemy. It's hostile to God. It'll do everything it can to keep you home. <laughs> but your mind, here it is, it's telling your mind and your spirit, come on, we can do this. And now watch, your mind starts getting renewed. Your mind starts getting renewed. And now the this, this, this spirit man is strong. Now your mind is getting renewed. And now y'all going to take over this seat. You say, you know what, you've been driving long enough. Now you got enough strength to move this flesh and put him in the back of the bus. Now, could you imagine if your spirit man is driving and not your flesh man? Imagine what you would see. Imagine what God would do if you can allow your flesh man to get in the back and let your spirit man get in the front seat. Imagine. Watch this, but he says this. So then verse 8. Who are living in the life of the flesh, catering to the appetites and the impulses of their carnal nature I'm almost there cannot please, you cannot please to satisfy God or be acceptable to. The flesh was not designed, sin was not designed to help you please God. It was designed to destroy you. It is an enemy to God. Then Paul said, there's a battle going on between my flesh and my spirit, man. Come on, he said that. He said that. And he said, Oh, yeah, I forgot. Then I got my own will. Come on, come on, come on. God, God's trying to make me all this. The enemy wants to be a crackhead. And, 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 and I, I just want to be a doctor. You know, it's like, yeah, yo, you, you all, <laughs> Rob, we all messed up, man. It's like, you know, <laughs> you, 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 really, you, you got your own stuff that ain't lining up with God. The enemy, like, no, I'm not, I don't want you to be a good citizen. I want you to be jacked up. I want you. So all all of this is going on. But you got to remember what the will of God is it is good, it is pleasing, it is perfect. That's why the will of God is so important for your life. Because it is good. It is perfect. It's pleasing. Everything you need is in the will of God. The scripture says in Joshua 1 and 8, and we're going to hit the number 5 and we're done. Study this book of instructions. Thank you so much, Pastor Rick. Continually. How often should you read the Bible? Continually. Meditate. Here we go, Dana. That's your scripture right there. Thank you. He's ahead of me. Four slides. Meditate on it when day and night. Day and night. I'm not saying you got to walk around saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. The Lord of my shepherd, I should not want. The Lord my shepherd, I should not want. Shepherd, should not want. Hey, God bless you. The Lord my shepherd, I should not want. You know, you're going to work. I mean, people are like, you're crazy. That's not what I'm saying. There ought to be a meditation in your heart on the Word of God. Right? Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I'm going to think about that all day today. Goodness and mercy follows me all the days. Situation comes up. Man, goodness and mercy God, where's your goodness? You said it's going to follow me all the days. So now I'm looking for what the word says. Goodness and mercy follows me all the days. God, show me your goodness today. Show me now. Now your alarm is up. Come on, your tennis is up because you're meditating on the word. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, here it goes. Only then will you prosper and succeed. This is a big promise in all you do. <sighs> How do I succeed, pastor? There it goes. Joshua 1 and 8. That's a freebie. Take it. Take a picture. Write it down. Whatever you want to do. Pose with it. Here it goes. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Now, who does not want to obey that scripture? (laughs) It guarantees you success in everything you do. Everything you do. Number five, the last one. Let God stretch your imagination. That's a hard one. Sounds easy. I'm not talking about Disney World. Let God stretch your imagination. The scripture here in Ephesians 3 and 20, the last scripture we're going to read. Now to him who by, in consequence of the actions of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do, here we go, super abundantly, Now, if he just said abundantly, I'll be shouting. Perhaps shouting music. I'll be shouting, right? Super abundantly. Far over and above all that we, I dare you. Yeah, I felt that one too. I dare you. I can never have that. I dare you to ask me. I dare you to believe me to save your whole family. You believe in God for one member, but I dare you to believe him for the whole family. I dare you. I dare you to believe God to make you a multimillionaire. I dare you. I dare you to believe God to give you that promotion at work. I dare you. God's almost like, I dare you. You know you had that kid like Gag, okay, jump. Yeah. You know, you know, Noah's like that. Gag, okay, come on, do it. Gag, okay, okay, you right? Come on, do it. No, that's how you, you know do, do, you had that one who just pushed, do it, do it, go ahead. And God's saying, I dare you to ask. He's okay. If you don't have enough courage to ask, I dare you to even think about it. If your lips are so heavy that you can't even ask, I dare you to think about it. Man, that's a big one. He says, I'll, 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 I'll entertain it if you just think about it. Think about what you want God to do. Come on, somebody. Think about God using you in a mighty way. I want you to think about it. Even if you can't say it because you just don't believe it, your circumstances are so bad, I can't even wrap my mind or my mouth to even say it. But, man, I can think about it. He said, if you think about it infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, God will do above that. He needs you to dream so he can do better than your dream. Come on. Oh, come on, I'm done. Come on. Come on. He, he needs you to pray so he can do better than your prayers. He, he needs you to have thoughts and desires and hopes so he can do better than that. He say, hey, I need you at least give me something to work with, and I promise I'll do better than what you gave me to work with. Yeah. Oh, come on here, somebody. I, I, I'll do better. I'll do exceedingly, super, super, abundantly, far above. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, that's what keeps me going. But I want to throw the towel, and I said, "Man, I've been crazy to even think about it." And most times, I've even said it. You know me. I said, "God," then you say, "Hey, I dare you, and I'll do even better." I want you to make this season a season as you close your Bibles. Come on up, Rob, to even dare to think about what God can do. I want to challenge you to think about what God will do. What are you believing God to do in this season in your life? What do you need God to do in this season in your life? He's ready, right? Get this mindset right. Don't think, well, I can never, or he would never. Well, guess what? Then it will never. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Move that flesh out of the driver's seat. Tell your flesh and your carnal thoughts to be quiet. Feed this spirit man so he can fix your mind. (sighs) Feed that spirit, man. Stop worthless thinking, worthless talk, worthless thing. Don't put it in front of your face. It's no value. But if you let God use you to create his presence and his glory in the earth, what can happen? This week, I want you to take the limits off of your mind. Can you do that? Take the limits. What is the most ridiculous thing you can believe God for? it's the most ridiculous thing? I mean, just like, okay, I'm gonna go for it. This is the stupidest thing. I know this is so outside. I know he can never. <laughs> I have no resources for this. It can. I, I know, but I'm just gonna write it. I'm gonna believe it. I'm just gonna say it at least. I'm gonna think it. Man, that stuff that I remember Ray and I were before we even thought about moving here and getting the house when we were looking to buy a house when we were in New York. We wrote down everything we wanted for our house. We prayed, and we tucked away somewhere. And a couple of months ago, Ray was going doing some cleanup, and she found the list. And she pulled that list out to me, and it was everything our house currently is. Every single thing. Watch this. We didn't every day say, come on, let's believe. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We missed Thursday. Oh, my God, he's not going to do it. No, 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 no. God's not like that. He says, hey, you think it, go and do what I got you to do. I got that. You don't have to babysit God. You just have to keep your mind and your heart in the right place so you can be ready to receive from God. We probably didn't ask or pray for about that house for a long time, but God had heard us the first time. (laughs) Come on. God had heard us the first time. And He's telling you today that He's heard you the first time. I want you to jump to your feet today and watch this. We're going to, our minds are going to be renewed. Because there's there's things that the enemy has attacked our mind, and we've been feeling beat up and feeling like, what's going on? But today, God's going to touch your minds, get your mind back on track, and everything that God has for you, he's eager. He's more eager for you to receive it than you are. As bad as you want it, he's more eager to give it to you. (laughs) man I've been believing God for some things and this past week I had somebody call me that that I really respect and say the total opposite of what I believe in God for and I thought about the scripture where it says even if an angel of light comes and tells you something different, don't take it. You got to have that crazy faith sometimes. It's crazy for me to move my whole family here and know no one. And have three kids. I mean, Noah grew up in a car seat on the New Jersey turnpike. <laughs> you remember those Sundays. I he, he, he doesn't know. He probably knows every exit better than I do. I mean, he grew up on the New Jersey Turnpike. Right, Pastor Rick? I mean, it was the, and, and, and again, as a man, as a father, I'm saying, man, how am I letting my kids grow up on the Turnpike? and All these doubts, but I know that God's plan is perfect, it's good, come on here, somebody, and it's pleasing. It's good, it's perfect, and it's pleasing. And you gotta trust God. You got to trust Him more than you trust yourself. You got to trust Him more than you trust your degree. You got to trust Him more than you trust your friends. You got to trust God. You got to say, hey, I'm stepping out, God. I'm going to believe in you. I'm not looking backwards. There's no opportunity for me to turn back. I just want you. So I want you to lift those hands up as Rob sings this song again. I want you just to lift those hands and let God just begin to pour His love in you. Come on, just for two minutes. We're making good timing. Just two minutes. I just want you to worship him. Because now that you got this word in you, your spirit's saying, hey, let's seal it with some worship. Let's seal it with some worship. Let's lift up our hands and hearts. And now watch this. The more you worship him, that flesh is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And your spirit man going to begin driving the bus. Come on, lift those voices up and worship him.
1: I'm singing out your lovely name I'm giving you everything come on you make my soul alive you put your love come on, up here today I'm singing out your you, lovely Jesus. name I'm giving you everything you make my soul alive. You push Come your on, love aside, on, there's nothing that I Thank have need of. There's nothing you haven't done. You make my soul alive. You push your love aside. There's nothing that I have need. There's nothing you haven't done. You make my soul alive. You put your love inside. And I made up
2: my
1: mind. I'm never going back. I'm never going back. Come on. I made up my mind. I'm never going back. I'm
2: never
1: and you call me your own, i have never going back, i have never going back, and you call me your
0: own, i have never
1: going back, i have never going away I've made up my mind I'm down.
0: Father, we just love you today. We give you praise. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for a renewed mind. Thank you for a renewed mind. We give you praise. Come on, go tell three people that your mind is blessed. Tell them. I'm singing out your lovely name. I'm giving you everything. You make my soul alive. You put your love inside. I'm singing out your lovely name. I'm giving you everything. You make my soul alive. Come on. Tell them again. Come inside. on. I'm singing out. Soul alive. Love oh, be seated for a minute. We're going to let you go. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Woo. I'm singing out your lovely name. I'm giving you everything. You make my soul alive. You put your love inside, I'm singing out your lovely name, I'm giving you everything, you make my soul alive, you put your love inside. (laughs) Does anybody have that testimony today? Come on. Does anybody have that testimony? One more time. I'm singing out one more time. I'm singing out your lovely name. I'm giving you
1: everything. You make my soul alive. You put your love inside.
0: Listen, I want you to quickly get your gifts ready. Here's an opportunity for you to put seed in some good soil. Right? If it's your first time here, we ask you not to give, actually. We're just glad that you came. We're glad that you came. We're glad that you're here. We're not a church about money. And anybody that's a part of the family, you know that. But if this place has been a blessing to you, we ask that you do and you're part of RCC family, that you be a consistent either and that you be a consistent offering giver. We don't raise money through uh, Bingo bingo Thursdays, (laughs) Bingo Night, none of that stuff. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not selling blessed rags outside on your way out for $9.99. We don't do none of that crazy stuff, right? We believe in the word of God. We believe in the word of God, and we ask that you also put your seed in this soil and watch what God's going to do. What is ties? Pastor ties is 10 percent of what God allows to come to your hand, and your offering is always over and above that. That challenges you. I say I'm going to put this here. People put millions in the market and lose millions, but you can never put nothing in the kingdom and lose anything that you put into it. Come on, somebody! You can't put it into the kingdom and lose it. You can't put in the kingdom and lose it. And this is good soil. So I'm believing God to raise up some really wealthy people in RCC. I, I thought I'd get a big amen in that. Come on, so that we can really do some kingdom work, <clears throat> do what God has called us to do. You know, I didn't realize how expensive starting a church was until I started. <laughs> I knew ministry was expensive, but I had no idea how expensive starting a church was. When I tell you it's expensive, it is really, really expensive, right? Just to stay compliant and have everything up to par, it's really, really expensive. So whether you have 50 people or 50,000, you still got things, basic things you have to do. And we know that this is good soil, and I need God to make y'all rich so we can do, do our kingdom work. Come on, somebody. So we can do our kingdom work. Amen. So, and listen, I'm believing God to make me rich too. But watch this. I, I, I ask him to give me wisdom on investments. Give me wisdom as our God there do that. So if you see me pull up in a Range Rover, it ain't got nothing to do with your offerings. Come on, somebody. If I pull up, I got a Chevrolet today, but if I pull up in a Range And it ain't got nothing to do with your seed offering, right? Because your seed goes back into the ground, and we thank God for that. Amen? But that's because God's blessed me and given me wisdom on how to also obtain wealth. Amen? So we pray that your seed is uh, being planted. If you want to give by app, feel free to do that. Many of you do that. I'm going to pray over your seed real quickly, and Pastor Rick's going to come and close us out. Father, we thank you, God, for every seed that was planted today. As they have given seed, you've already released harvest. I thank you, God, that no one has ever put a seed in the ground and never reaped the harvest out of the kingdom. I pray that these people who have uh, stretched their faith today and believed you, God, that you will bless them and meet every need. God, we just give you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put those hands together. Pastor Rick, comes and close us out.
3: why don't you put your hands together for Pastor Andre and the word today. <laughs> oh, come on. Amen. Having a renewed mind. What was the, um, wait a minute. Where did it go? Renewed mind. Romans 12 and two. Wasn't that a good illustration? Just with the mind and the body and, the, and, and the, the mind, the soul, and the spirit. And sometimes you, or the body, the soul, and the spirit. And sometimes you just need to see an illustration to get a real understanding of the war that you feel. The battle that you feel between you, your flesh, your soul, and your spirit. And how God wants the renewing of our mind to be a priority. He said so many key things today. It was so hard for me to, 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 I was doing several things at the same time, but I was like, this is so good. How God wants us to just, God just wants to think for us. He's like, all you got to do, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? Renewing your mind and allowing the word of God to shape and to form and to guard and guide the way that we think. Isn't that amazing? Because sometimes we just come to church and it's like I'm going to come to church and do my religious duty by just coming and showing my face and you know feeling good when I leave but we have a responsibility when we leave these four walls and that is to allow the word to guide and to guard the way that we think. Amen? I mean it's amazing. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm grateful that God considers us and loves us so much that he wouldn't allow us to just keep doing the same thing the same way all the time and not, getting, and not getting the right results. He loves us so much that he's willing to bring a word to us to shift our perspective so we can see differently, so we can see different results. He loves us so much that he's like, I'm not going to keep letting you just do your own thing or just keep going in a direction that might not be the direction that you should be going. Let me send a word. Let me send a message to encourage you and to shift the way that you think so your whole life can shift. So everything about you can shift your life, your relationships, your language, the way that you operate, the way that you give, the way that you receive. There's a whole new world out there for us. But he said, be transformed by renewing renewing, renewing, which means it's continual. It doesn't just happen one time. Oh, I renewed my mind today. I'm good. He said by the renewing, the continuing, continuation of renewing your mind. So how many of you are going to commit to at least a scripture a day, right? I remember I I reached out to Pastor Andre and said, I was reading this scripture. I was reading this one passage and it was one part of it that I just stayed on for a few days because it just was so good and it was changing the way that I think. So I want to encourage you. It's not about, oh, I read a whole chapter of the Bible today. That's great. But it's not about how much you read. It's about what you're taking in. Sometimes you can read one, one passage that can sustain you for a week because you're eating it and you're meditating on it and you're regurgitating it and you're just constantly finding ways to live it out. That's what the Word is really about. Not just knowing the Bible, but living it and allowing yourself to sit in it, allowing yourself to walk it out, allowing yourself to breathe it in and to breathe it out, allowing yourself to become the Word. The Bible says, and the Word became flesh. So allowing the Word to become flesh. It became real. It became tangible. That's what it meant. The Word became a real thing. It became flesh. How many of you want the word to become flesh for you? Amen. So our prayer for you is that this week that the word will become flesh as we renew our mind. Amen. We're going to renew our mind this week. I'm telling you, you're going to see the difference. You're going to feel the difference. People are going to experience the difference in you as you begin to renew your mind. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for the word that is renewing our minds. We are leaving this place renewed. We are leaving this place refreshed. We are leaving this place revived. We are leaving this place restored. God, the experience today amongst our brothers and sisters, the experience that we experience today as you put us back together as the body of Christ, has renewed us, has restored us, has refreshed us. God, we pray that this week that you would allow us to give us the opportunity to read your word and to renew our mind, God. And as we commit to renewing our mind, God, we know that things are going to change. We are going to see things differently. We are going to experience things differently. And we are going to show up and give differently as we renew our mind. We pray, Lord, as, as we leave this place today, that you would give us traveling mercies, God. We bind the hand of the enemy that will come to bring hindrances and accidents, Lord God, as we travel. We thank you for covering and protecting each and every member of CC that is here today, that is not here today. We pray that you would bless them that you would increase them, Lord God. We pray for our pastors. We pray that you would bless them, increase them. We pray that you would cover and protect them. God, continue, Lord God, to give them wisdom, knowledge, and insight, and sight, and hindsight, and foresight, God, that as our leaders, they will continue, Lord God, to be clear about the place that you are taking them, that you are taking our church, and that you are taking us, God, so we can be a good support. To our leaders. Father, we pray for Pastor Rachel. We thank you for already healing her body. You said with his stripes, Lord God, we are healed. So we thank you for healing even now. We pray, Lord God, that you would touch her mind, touch her body, allow her to rest, Lord, in you. God, and we thank you for total restoration of every part of her body that might be lacking. We pray, God, that you would just, Lord God, just touch her even now, God, and restore her. In Jesus' name. And we give you praise, honor, and glory for this and all things. And everyone says, amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why don't you just love on your brother and sister. Show someone some love as you leave this place. Don't forget we have cupcakes outside that you can enjoy. And make sure this week to tell someone about Jesus. Amen. See you next week.
4: just want you i'm sorry when i'm just gone. Take me back to where we start. I open up my heart. I'm you